Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to once again another DX button reacts. We haven't done one of these in a while, but we always promised we were going to do one of these. Is somehow news popped up at inopportune times in between recordings that we just needed to talk about it. And um, January 18, 2022, a, a day that will live in infamy because this is the day the gaming industry changed. I am one of your hosts, Alejandro host of the X-Bottom Podcast, and with me is my lovely co-host. Significantly less dramatic, Paul. Hey, everyone. <laughs> How you doing, Paul? It's like, it was 9 in the morning today. I just woke up, stretched, took a sip of water, went into my phone, opened Instagram, and what do I see? Um, a, a couple things in the business sphere going on yeah. uh, today. Yes. Um, Xbox, somehow, some way has entered an agreement to acquire Activision Blizzard, the much beloved, no, I'm kidding, the much beleaguered developer that over this past year has been like embroiled in a massive lawsuit over sexual misconduct uh, misconduct and harassment, and uh, which ironically also prompted a response from head of Xbox, Phil Spencer, back in like November, saying that they were reevaluating their relationship with Activision Blizzard over I the guess this is revelations. The, yeah. Man, over you the, know what? We want to buy them. Yes. Yeah. So that's, that's what they it. mean. <laughs> so, yeah, this is, you can start the screen share if you want. All right. So we can kind of like just give some context here because we want to open the, um, the article that um, Phil Spencer penned. At 5.25 a.m. Pacific time, so 7 a.m. This was like, everyone woke up to this nuclear bomb. So, remember, Activision is the creators of Call of Duty, Warcraft, Candy Crush, Tony Hawk, Diablo, Overwatch, Spyro, Hearthstone, Guitar Hero, Crash Bandicoot, Starcraft, and many other things that were not even listed here. So as you can read here, as it says, as a team, we are on a mission to extend the joy and community of gaming to everyone on the planet. We all know that gaming is the most vibrant and dynamic form of entertainment worldwide, and we experience the power of social connection and friendship that gaming makes possible. As we pursue that mission, it is incredibly exciting to announce that Microsoft has agreed to acquire Activision Blizzard and say F you to everyone that doesn't, help, doesn't uh, own an Xbox. Of course, I'm editorializing. It's not what's written there, but this is basically what that means. Uh, yeah, it's like this is a uh, they're going to acquire not just Activision Publishing, but studios like Blizzard Entertainment, Beanox, Demonware, Digital Legends, High Moon Studios, Infinity Ward, King, Major League Gaming, Radical Entertainment, Raven Software, Sledgehammer Games, Toys for Bob, Treyarch, and every team across Activision Blizzard. You can add uh, Vicarious Visions that recently got merged into Blizzard. Like, very unceremoniously, because they helped them push Diablo 2 out the door. It says, upon close, this says, until this transaction closes, Activision Blizzard and Microsoft Gaming will continue to operate independently. So, for people that don't know, they haven't bought them yet. They have entered the agreement that it's basically going to happen, but that takes a, lo uh, a while. They have to go through um, regulatory, like, checks and uh, have to pass the antitrust laws. And especially because they're buying it for close to $70 billion. $70 billion to acquire all of this. Just for context, they acquired Bethesda for $7.5 billion at the time. A record-breaking acquisition. 
they multiply that by 10, <laughs> basically. And uh, until that happens, both Activision and Microsoft are still separate entities. But when the deal is done, Activision Blizzard's no more, and it just goes under Microsoft. And apparently they started a new brand called Microsoft Gaming. Paul, first impressions. What is your, like, what do you think of all this? First question, um, before I begin my thoughts. Mm -hmm. So you're saying that Activision Blizzard will completely just go away. Like, it well, as it was. Microsoft yeah. Gaming. It's just a studio under Microsoft Gaming now. Okay. So Activision and Blizzard will continue to be parts of it. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> I... Mm, there's so much of this that doesn't make sense to me. Mm -hmm. I, I may not be the most qualified individual that all I have is a bachelor's in of business. <laughs> science in business, mm -hmm. uh, administration specifically. But um, the, everything that I learned about how business works, um, on one hand, this is like the perfect home run, grand slam, destructive force against any competition that i can imagine mm -hmm. this is the stuff this, this is the game breaking final thing you unlock in a game that makes every other challenge in the game trivial up to that this point. is your alt move this is your <laughs> ultimate move this is your hero action l1 and r1 that levels the playing field um but on the other hand, it also uh, raises so many red flags that it's uh, not even uh, funny because on just the top of my head, the antitrust problem that we've mm -hmm. talked about at length at this point, the fact that they are so confident going forward with this publicly that they can acquire the only other biggest gaming conglomerate in the entire world mm -hmm. outside of maybe Tencent itself. <laughs> yeah. Um, my goodness, just like, how are they going to be able to get around that? Yeah, they made a point. I think it's in the other link if you want to click it, yeah. which is more about this. Oops, this was it. This was Activision news. Uh, I mean, the Xbox Wire. Now, this is coming straight up from Microsoft. So okay. I think somewhere in this like big article tells them that this is going to put them in like the top three, um, I, I, I see it, it's in the second paragraph, it says, Microsoft yeah, right. will acquire Activision Blizzard for $95 per share, every share, <laughs> $95, in an all-cash transaction valued at $68.7 inclusive of Activision Blizzard's net cash. When the transaction closes, Microsoft will become the world's third largest gaming company by revenue, behind okay, yeah. Tencent and Sony. So what this basically tells them, I think it goes Tencent, Sony, and it's not going to be Microsoft in the in the revenue generated. Wait, so Sony is technically bigger in revenue? Yeah, in the gaming scene because That's... remember, well, okay, yeah, PlayStation's yeah, yeah, yeah. bigger. It's it's just a bigger brand like worldwide. Yeah. Like Microsoft is like big in a few territories, but like I can I can give like an example. Like for example, um, here down in Latin America and El Salvador, Xbox is DOA. You don't see any Xbox here. Like you yeah. see a lot of um. In the rare times that some games get promoted, like it's weird seeing PlayStation like posters of upcoming exclusives or like buy the console, like in old Spanish, and you rarely see that on Xbox. So Xbox is like for better or worse, it's like it's 
identity as a device made in America both helps and hinders it. Yeah. Because there's something about American-made products that sometimes don't play well anywhere else, whereas Sony, that it's a Japanese um, company, there's something weird about being made in, like, that Asian market that plays yeah. well more, like, in different markets. Although, so, didn't uh, I hear that Sony changed their headquarters to America recently? Yes, but they're not making the machines in America. They're still yeah. making them over in Foxconn in China because that's, like, the cheapest way to manufacture them. Right. Uh, and so they I'm still have, sure. like... The, and, and part of their business is still in Japan, like despite them trying to. Oh yeah, I mean they're everything. they're still huge with that. Um, yeah. They're still trying to do everything possible to kind of like lower the influence in Japan to be more Americanized because the PS4 like really broke in America. Like that's where their biggest success happened after PS3. That was where the PS3 was at its weakest, ironically. When the 360. So what are people playing if? they're trying to lower their impact in the asian market what are people in asia playing then mobile and um recently yeah, switch okay the nintendo switch is just murdering murdering in japan helps a lot that japan is a more mobile centric community because a lot of people commute there they yeah. walk around they like having their handhelds that's why the psp was so big there that's why game that's boy the 3ds was so big the vita the vita that's the only market that things yeah no literally that's the only market that it found a modicum of small success compared to how like it bombed everywhere else the vita yeah. just like crashed and burned everywhere and the switch has just worked well because have you ever seen an apartment in japan by any chance i have tiny. yeah um very tiny so there's not even space for like a full gaming setup like pc mm -hmm. there's no, no the, room the, for that the size of the ps5 alone will like take three-fourths of, of uh yeah of one of those Japanese apartments. That's how small that that country is, relatively. So, and apparently the Xbox Series S has found a little bit of an entrance into that market because of how small it is. Because the series, like huh. you should see this, the, the Series S is a tiny ass console. It like, is very uh -huh. tiny. It's very, it's actually very attractive how tiny it is. So, but yeah, it's like if, for in your financials, like how much money is like buying ninety five dollars per share. Like the because obviously Activision Blizzard is a publicly traded company. Yeah, I've seen the. Uh, I mean, ninety. It's the price it actually is is so arbitrary because that entirely depends on how many shares they actually have, which there's going to be like billions of shares or, um, or at least I guess. Let me think. If there's ninety five in order to get up to sixty eight point seven billion, I don't even know if my calculator is going to do that. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, but I can try to, and mm -hmm. let's see if I can get my phone to actually do what I want it to. Mm -hmm. For, for you only have second. to like flip it to the side. Sixty eight point seven. Well, wait, no, not actually, literally seven. Okay, so zero 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 mm -hmm. zero, and then that is million to billion okay so 68 billion yep okay so uh divided by 95 that means there are around 723 million shares man and they're buying um, all of that based in cash. on just <laughs> my own offhand math but if you look up any of like those publicly traded places you might be able to find more details on that but yeah in cash um and your dad and your dad invested in activision shares right he, he got he, they, out of it after he, all their craziness oh and they okay dropped. um so I isn't mean, he salty about this 
he's not really he was just he texted me and that's how i found out first and then i opened messenger uh -huh. and saw it from y'all um and i was like oh i know alejandro saw this already and yeah. he's going off about it so <laughs> sure enough i opened it up and you were like microsoft bot activist <laughs> no, i was like this is insanity because it, it's still this whole day i was because we're recording in the afternoon this whole day i made the joke i was b busting on my groin like be wanting to talk about this because it's just implications of what this means now for the gaming industry that we always talk about like the big three third-party publishers and obviously um other ones like bethesda square enix and capcom especially after their return to prominence and trying to build more of a catalog was kind of lower slowly getting into that conversation but it was always the big three you, you know who the big three were that were making games for everyone microsoft buying bethesda was a huge shock in the system back in 2020 and before that um that acquisition got finalized in 2021 and uh now this one now they're they literally went for the third-party company that had a, a market capital of 50 billion dollars that's their cap like the market yeah. cap that's I was just looking at it uh, just now. So it's up to sixty four point one billion on the market cap um, shares outstanding seven hundred and seventy eight point nine million. And the amount of percentage held by the institution itself is eighty five percent. That means we as the public are only working with mm -hmm. like twenty five percent. Is that right? Uh, I think. Yeah, because there was a, a big deal that there were some that were publicly available. There were some that bobby kodak owned or something like that. that's why he had like huge control yeah. of the board and all that right. crap so because as you know historically a company must own 51 percent of their shares to control it and whoever owns 51 percent automatically becomes it um the, the owner of it which uh was actually a thing i think um with yahoo maybe mm -hmm. there was a guy that literally tried to buy um all of the shares and consolidate them and he became the ceo of yahoo technically mm -hmm. by control of that and then i think through like some weird shenanigans they got him out of it but like you can technically control a company if you manage to buy all of the um the shares or the majority of shares at least um and this is just wild like the the fact that that's how they're going to go down with all this and become such a huge company but i mean we're freaking out about the size of this uh and it's just because it's more uh relevant to our interest but it goes to show how this doesn't even scratch the surface of stuff like alphabet or mm -hmm. amazon who like just literally own the world at this point mm -hmm. um or and even something like Disney now, which we only hear about the biggest things, but mm -hmm. these companies are getting away with consolidation out the wazoo. And that's my biggest fear about what's happening because by taking out Activision Blizzard off the board, like from as a third party, it uh, now it's like open season now for to try to gobble up anyone else that's still just left out there yeah. in like in, in like the market because. I mean, it's literally the game of monopoly that's mm -hmm. how you win is you consolidate and you gather and you get it all until there's no other option and that's then how now they do it yeah and and now basically puts you in the position where in micro like in the microsoft side this is a clear win in one way it's like 
you cannot go this entire generation now without ever engaging in the Xbox ecosystem. You would be foolish considering everything they've taken. At the beginning when we were talking, like when we started the podcast in 2020 and the consoles were still not here yet. We were starting hearing, uh, we had already seen the box with the Xbox because of a surprise reveal the December before. We were waiting to see when the PS5 was going to show up. Obviously you were a 360 kid turned PS4 kid. Um, that was going to go through, uh, on the PS5 almost by default, despite Sony kind of blundering a few times during that year before kind of making the case um, with those showcases. Were you expecting that the console, uh, that your console of choice was going to be one that was going to completely miss out on all the Bethesda Western RPGs? Now it's going to be one where Call of Duty, the biggest game in the, the biggest AAA like box game in that sells all the time like npd came out today and it was announced that um the call of duty vanguard was the best-selling game of 2021 despite everything despite it like coming in lower and remember we read reports in the show around like last november that it, that in the uk had sold 40 percent less than cold war and it still like managed to like be the best-selling game of the year and the second best-selling game of the year call of duty black ops cold war so number one and number two in the entire year was Call Gosh. of Duty. And uh, now Xbox owns that. Well, they're going to own that. Yeah. Um, the, oh my gosh. It's, I definitely wouldn't have expected anything of this uh, level of aggression mm -hmm. at all. I would have expected the ebb and flow, as we've seen, and mm -hmm. as we called somewhat, at least, PlayStation and Sony were kicking butt and started making several missteps. They started coasting. They took their mm -hmm. foot off the gas. They took their foot off the neck of Microsoft. And this is exactly what Microsoft does when they have money, motivation, and a bruised ego. Yes. They buy their they buy themselves to the top. <laughs> they this is the equivalent of the rich kid that brought his basketball to play with your friends and he got mad and he took the basketball and then went home and bought the entire basketball court that you played at mm -hmm. um and now you if you want to play basketball you gotta pay your f really stuck up spoiled friend <laughs> yes um i know i'm being a little salty about it that is not because i enjoy playing on playstation more um i just don't like when people become the bully mm -hmm. um best best way to quote it was captain america himself saying mm -hmm. um well do you want to kill nazis it's i don't like bullies i don't care who they are or where they're from um and this is where it is it's like everyone wants to play nice and uh microsoft is garnering so much strength out of this that mm -hmm. i may be speaking too quickly but they are uh, they're just taking all the fun out of it mm -hmm. <laughs> they're yes. taking the competition away by saying all right well we're going to basically control everything and then you are going to buy and enjoy what we say yeah and, and this and yeah. this one to me, uh, this acquisition to me is like the most gross of all of them because when they acquired Bethesda, 
obviously that was a big shock in the system because it was a big publisher that was but, frustrating yeah but there it, were options yes not only that um bethesda and microsoft have been like this for a while yeah obviously they made the comment that to me it was weird that somehow sony was able to kind of swoop in and take both Deathloop and ghostwire tokyo the two newest games that they had announced in their last e3 conference and made them exclusive considering that uh playstation and bethesda had not been like that especially like i mentioned it, it with the skyrim debacle that everyone especially if you were on playstation playing skyrim you were sol it's like your your version was busted it was basically cyberpunk buddy because it was on the lesser system that nobody really cared for obviously there was some grief from that community but didn't prevent skyrim from being like this big huge game which is funny to see what happened with cyberpunk that reminded me a lot of that but because it was busted on more systems it actually made more more of a ruckus but uh but yes like bethesda was in trouble like after uh, from 2017 onward like their games weren't selling they were doing weird moves with their games to try to like try to maximize profits like aggressive microtransactions weird online only games like what happened with wolfenstein youngblood which was a complete mess that was made a looter a looter shooter style rpg with uh, always online co-op something like that that didn't make any sense considering wolfenstein new order and uh new colossus uh fallout 76 and offset that was like a com that completely destroyed bethesda's reputation like single-handedly um, I argue that's the reason they got bought in the first place. Yeah, they, they, I wouldn't actually make that argument that uh, that that Fallout 76 it's the was the flashpoint that destroyed Bethesda's credibility, that put them in such precarious situation that it was easy for Microsoft to come in, overpay for them, and be like, yeah, we'll do it, we'll do it because we're in trouble. And uh, obviously, initially, I was like, that's good because 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 of seeing the the moves Bethesda was doing that now they can go back to doing what they do best because now they have the um, the security of a first party. So, because in, in that case, it was like, it was either um, Bethesda was gonna just gonna disappear because they were going down in a flame of fire and being saved by someone that was already a good partner with them. And if it meant that the console that never had a really good relationship with them was gonna miss out, it's like, yeah, it sucks if you're a main player there, but I mean, I understood it and I kind of got over it. Activision, though, that's like, let's not mince words. Like, who had the Call of Duty partnership over the last seven to eight years? Definitely, well, originally Sony and PlayStation. For yes, sure. but not originally. Before well, not, that was yeah. Xbox. Like, to be fair to Call of Duty, it's like Call of Duty became Call of Duty thanks to Xbox right. uh, and the 360 is like exclusive there wasn't it for a while yeah call of duty 2 was the exclusive launch yeah. title obviously it was available on pc also but on console it was like call of duty 2 on xbox 360 is what made that series gain a foothold in the market and obviously then call of duty 3 was the first one that came out on playstation 3 but the 360 version was like miles ahead better than the ps3 version and obviously call of duty 4 that's when call of duty as a series completely blew up and then Microsoft got into that agreement of, oh, yeah, we'll get the 30-day early map packs with you, like, for that entire generation. And then Microsoft and Call of Duty were, like, this title at the time. If you watched the E3 conference, Call of Duty was always either the one opening the show or the one closing the show. But it was always there. Then when the, the script flipped, the Xbox One was not doing hot and the PlayStation 4 was, like, 
boosting up and being the more popular third-party console, then Activision was like, yeah, we like the new girl, see ya. And then they went there and got and got, and got in partner. And I, was, I would almost say to PlayStation's deficit, they got into that partnership. Uh, like, at, at least it more like hurt PlayStation's identity because then how often do you got a PlayStation game in the fall? In the, in the PlayStation 4 era? Rarely. Because, because they were like, why would we? We have Call of Duty. Call of Duty sells our systems. We can put like plaster all our brand over there. We don't need to put anything there. We'll just put our games uh, our games early in the year. And uh, that played out again in 2021 after Kina launched. That was the last thing, the big Sony thing. And then basically they closed shop and be like, yep, no more exclusives from us. Like if you're expecting just PlayStation only stuff, see you in February. Here's Call of Duty. Oh, by the way, this Call of Duty has a 73 on Metacritic. So not too hot <laughs> so he doesn't quality just uh here's an idea obviously uh battlefield 2042 that aligned itself with xbox was worse but their big game didn't um their big game didn't like really hit commercially or successfully like before despite still being a big seller that's the thing they sold so much that losing that selling less it still makes it one of the better sellers of the year and now comes microsoft basically Forcing their girl back into their relationship after seventy billion dollars. Picture it that way. <laughs> they brought them back to the fold forcefully. That's how this feels. I let's take a step in the to the to the side here. So we've talked about the negatives, Alejandro. Mm -hmm. What are some positives that could come out of this? Yeah. To me, the biggest positive this can come out is what's going to happen with the CEO, Bobby Kotick. Obviously, we see here in the article, paragraph three, Bobby Kotick will continue to serve as CEO of Activision Blizzard, and he and his team will maintain their focus on driving efforts to further strengthen the company's culture and accelerate business growth, blah, 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 blah. This was put out early. More sources have come out, like very reputable sources, saying that what this does is that this finally is going to kick out Bobby Kotick to the curb. It's been like after a, a few reports, it's clear that all the problems that was facing Activision, like from the culture, the trying to hide the sexual harassment and all that ugly stuff came from the top and came from him. He was like the one trying to like keep that off, file it under the rug, despite kind of opening to his shareholders. Oh, no, I didn't know all of this was happening under me. I'm going to do better. And when it was basically him being the problem and uh there was like this news that the, his board of trustees, they put out that letter being like, oh yeah, we trust Bobby Kotick is going to lead the change of this company. And uh, obviously it was a board of trustees that was bought out by him. So of course they were not going to turn tail and be like, no, we're going to sack this dude. But apparently now that's what Microsoft is planning. They're actually going to do the cleanup Activision needs. And for the workers that work in that company, I think that's amazing. Because they've been, they've been talking about trying to unionize to try to strike back at Activision because they don't like the treatment they've been receiving there. Right now, the QA tes testers over at Raven Software, the ones at QA Warzone, have been on strike because they were uh, going to try to fire a few that were promised were going to be given like full-time positions. So I feel like, and, I, and for all intents and purposes from what I heard, Microsoft comparatively is not as bad a company culture-wise. As Activision, so if you think this they're going to actually hold to that though, I would hope because they're 
swinging the big dick about them being all about representation and like a, a nice culture and all that. That's what the CEO and Phil Spencer have been like pushing and all that. And uh, no one has come out and claimed bad things about current Microsoft right now. Obviously, there's stories in the Bill Gates era that that used to be toxic. In fact, they put it in their in their the history of Xbox documentary. There's like they were not shy about how like it was a very alpha heavy male company back in the day back in the day and uh, they actually put out a photo in the previous link if you go back there go to the previous link and go all the way down they put now like because they announced a microsoft gaming and now that phil spencer is like being promoted as the ceo of microsoft gaming and everyone that goes down there a lot of people of color there a lot of women represented there they're basically talking the talk these are the things completely opposite of the things that have been claimed over an activision the, the actual sexism and, to be uh, fair i feel like i see three people of color yeah but there's also different races uh, there yeah white Asians. but that, that's the thing like more women there than you would expect in that kind of company there's actually more right. women than men so that's one of the things that activision has been accused of being problematic and they're putting all this kind of people at the top you know that they're having a different kind of culture and more importantly, I feel what this is going to do to Activision in a good way is that recently, did you read how many studios they have, right? What's under Activision? How many games do they put out? Like two. None. <laughs> None. Because all of them are part of the Call of Duty um, kind of like assembly factory. Mm -hmm. Like Activision was like literally becoming just a Call of Duty machine. Imagine having all the studios just to pump out one game. And especially the last two have been so on fire that they had to put even more studios to try to get it out the door. And those games kind of came in more hot than usual, content incomplete. I feel like if there's something that I've been at least respectful of what Phil Spencer has done, even with his acquisitions, this is that, especially to me, makes it more clear with Psychonauts 2. Psychonauts 2, very weird game. That's a double fine ass game. They gave him, they gave Double Fine, they acquired them, they gave them all the money possible because they were going to cut corners. Because they are like, they kickstarted that game to do it. Then Microsoft came in, no, have all the money you need to make this game as it is. And Psychonauts 2, one of the best games of 2021. Obviously, I didn't fully play it. I mentioned it in our Game of the Year talk. But everyone has such high praises for Psychonauts. And, and Tim Schafer, the creator, being like, yeah, we were able to fulfill our, fulfill our original vision. And we didn't have to worry about closing our doors because Microsoft gave us the money we needed. And of course, they didn't even have to worry about sales because they were Game Pass father. Because they were Game Pass content, they already had the, secu the bag secured. So I feel like this may finally allow Activision to become a publisher again that's not just relying on one series. And who knows? Maybe this is the time where Call of Duty stops being the annualized franchise that it's been since 2005 because now they're gonna maybe take more time because call of duty was like such a linchpin to activision's annual growth and annual revenue because they're always like no we always have to have a new game because it's always a big seller blah 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 xbox is not about selling games they don't care what do they care most game pass so, in fact, they announced they have yeah. 25 million Game Pass subscribers. The last time they had numbers, they had 18. So they've grown 7 million in the last reported num numbers. Yeah, it's like in somewhere in the... Uh, 
it, it's, million yeah, there is, exactly so that's what they care about because they are all about obviously they are like we're we are about making gaming as available as possible unless you're on playstation and um to be fair to them is that because they have pushed things like game pass on pc x cloud different apps like being able to play in mobile like your full games obviously uh, during in your console it's like there is ways to access their games there's like four or five different ways for you to access their entire library almost at the same almost at the same price and uh if anyone if, if there's a net benefit if there's if there's a net negative for anyone is anyone that's just exclusively gaming on playstation because they were there, there was reports that uh phil spencer gave this quote to bloomberg i don't have the uh, the article here but he mentioned about like oh everyone that's playing the the thing that i linked to you at our in the chat about yeah it's like for the communities that play on playstation it's not an intent it's not our intention to take this away from you and we're gonna support your community yeah. something something like that they literally said that when they acquired uh bethesda but what that mean what that meant was yeah all the existing games we're not just shutting them down we're still gonna be supported so your elder scrolls online your fall 76 everything that's been Which there means nothing to yeah. me um that just means okay well we're gonna oh to aren't you so happy we're gonna let you keep playing the thing you already bought and mm -hmm. then everything else is going to exactly. exist for yeah. them and right know? now people yeah. are making the argument that because this is compared to bethesda's 7.5 billion deal that people were like during the time between the announced intention and when they finally officialized that purchase there was always stocks like yeah they they might still put some games on playstation and their big um their big selling point is going to be like you can either buy the 70 dollar thing over there or come over here and play it for free so in, initially already like bolstering their offering by themselves yeah. but then there was reports saying that they crunched the numbers and realized you know what if we just make this game pass exclusive there we're gonna bring them here that's gonna offset anything any money that we may or may not lose um by not putting it in the other platform. Call of Duty is different though. In the last few years, PlayStation has has sold more uh, more Call of Duty than on, over on Xbox. That's seventy billion dollars this time. Seventy billion. It's an insane amount of money. Just think about it. Star Wars was bought. Star Wars for four billion. Four billion. We're reaching into that in uh, impossible to quantify levels of numbers. Of money. None of this is uh, it's it's just so stupidly like rich people business lingo at this point of yes we we acquired all of these other companies and we're going to spend all of this stupidly high money that probably could have just lowered the national debt to nothing yeah. <laughs> exactly um all because they want to keep feeding oh the gosh. beast that is game pass the problem with having a subscription service is that you have to keep feeding it yeah like you I always mean, we've seen what happens with stuff like netflix and amazon it's like there always needs to be something new mm -hmm. look at disney plus it came out and then there was nothing new nothing. for it and everyone and, dropped and off exactly until the until we got wandavision and they finally right. kind of restarted there but that's a perfect example because Disney Plus launched with Mandalorian. That was only like eight weeks because I don't know if I, it was. I think it was just eight episodes the first season, and yeah. uh, and then after that it was like, oh yeah, if you were a fan of the Clone Wars, we have a twelve episode season for you there. But if you were not a fan of that, 
then what do you have? Oh, we have all this old stuff. So some people, old stuff, sometimes that doesn't click for them. It's like, yeah, yeah. that's cool, but that's not what A lot I'm of them were like, I already own all of this, mm -hmm. so they just checked out. Exactly. So that's a perfect example. And it costs an insurmountable amount of money to try to keep feeding these beasts. And um, the game, what makes me worried right now about this is that because this is, like I mentioned, this is not consolidation season, open season now. And uh, how much money does it need to be thrown out there for things to be sustainable? And uh, what will stop Microsoft? They went for the biggest company. That's the thing. Like There were rumors that they were trying to acquire WB Games. There were even rumors that apparently they went back to Bungie to try to reacquire them. Despite them having had that abnormal, Bungie thing. must have kicked them so far to the curb so Appar quick. Apparently, there were rumors that that my, that Bungie was nine billion. That's what the, that, that that that's what the value of that comp company as it is in like 2021 is right now. So that's why they're like, yeah, no. But sure, let's uh, spend 70 billion dollars, uh, go all the way up. And I feel they only did that because the share price for for Activision went down. More than it's Probably. ever been. I mean, and I feel that that sounds like so. If you're going by the numbers and you see a company as big as Activision Blizzard take a dip that hard, you don't really care why. Mm -hmm. I mean, just look at Phil Spencer's reaction of "We're going to reevaluate our response," and the next thing you hear from him is that we are buying Activision Blizzard. Mm -hmm. That there's a, such a disconnect from what an hr person told phil spencer to say or mm -hmm. what somebody else said and attributed it to him and then oh all the board of directors looked around and said hey let's look at all the stock markets see what needs buying out here mm -hmm. and then you suddenly see something in your own industry that suddenly takes such a dip well absolutely you're going to take that opportunity and it just reeks of the i don't want to say corruption because by itself it's just free market but it's that kind of mentality that's going to lead us into no competition. Yeah. And, and that's what I, um, I I just hope, like, moving it into the, the Sony side of it for response mm -hmm. levels. And that's my big fear. Yeah. What's going to happen? only thing is, like, they either have to completely come up with their own Game Pass, that Project Spartacus mm -hmm. that we've been talking about or that's it like they have to do what microsoft is doing and mm. there's no way they're going to be able to keep up with something someone like that. put it like this like microsoft is forcefully making playstation and nintendo machine by taking all these things what do you play nintendo for just the nintendo games yeah. you don't play third party games there mm. obviously playstation has made it's kind of like it's they it, it's they made its bones recently by being like the high quality exclusive game you can find always here you obviously you like a bunch of those games i mean you like ghost of tsushima yeah i love games like the last of us horizon god of war like those are like the games that define that define that system spider-man <laughs> spider-man exactly like yeah. more than everything the, the uh -huh. amazing gift that the, the amazing meme that i send you that the I Harry Osborn. Nothing thing. but Spider-Man. Spider from from Spider-Man 2. That yep. was so funny. I, I burst out. That, that one got me good with all the memes that have been shot after this after this news. It's like, what's their left? And usually when you when a competitor does this, then are they actually gonna go to the market and forcefully take another third party out of the market to say that they acquired? There are a lot of people saying, like, 
I feel this now is going to push him to try to acquire Capcom and uh, Square Enix. Most likely Square Enix because they already have third-party relationships with him to get some games exclusive, like Forspoken that's coming up, and even Final Fantasy 16. That's a PS5-only game. So yeah. are they going to take an, an extra overreach and be like, no, we're going to gobble that because they've gobbled up one, and that would suck. I would hate for like the Xbox people to just not get any Square Enix game at all. I just hated like this idea that now it's having to go it, it like leave your ecosystem that you're comfortable with. Obviously you're comfortable in the PlayStation side, that's where your friends play. I don't know how big Call of Duty players they are. Obviously they're big on Battlefield, but is this gonna be like a huge shock to the system for them? Losing losing uh, Activision like this? I, gosh, this is like the exact opposite of what I was hoping would happen. With we finally are getting away from the concept of exclusives. Mm -hmm. Everyone can play together. You've got the whole idea of being able to play with everyone. Doesn't matter what you play on. We want to work together. Sony and Microsoft finally signing deals to allow certain games mm -hmm. to cross over everything coming to pc and then you get something like this where it's like hey don't worry guys we're gonna we're gonna remember you when we're big i swear and then they turn around and oh it's only on game pass mm -hmm. exactly so it, could, Heck. <laughs> it goes completely against like the whole thing of like now gaming's for everyone yeah. and uh, right now obviously because the ink is gonna dry sometime in 2023 Whatever Call of Duty is going to come out this year, that's still going to be multi-platform because they made it clear here that both these companies are still operating separately. The intent is there, and it's most like it's it's there's. I would be shocked if something happens where this deal doesn't go through. That would be an even bigger news after they made like all this like made this huge pump and all the pump and circumstance of screaming it to the heavens. This is happening. It's just going to be solidified in the, within a year's time. This may be the final year where you see a Call of Duty game on PlayStation. This would be like the final. That kind of like last year was the second to last time we see a Bethesda game on PlayStation. That's what's going to happen right now. And who knows because of the way they keep... The Call of Duty that are, that's releasing in the single year. The other one's already kind of like getting close to finish for the next year. And it kind of goes like that. Right. Are they already making the moves to be like, yeah, the next, the one for 2023 is not going to be on on uh, PlayStation. But... This is actually going to be like what Phil Spencer says, that some games are going to be on PlayStation, then some things from Activision are just going to be Xbox exclusive. That is the big question that are they really going to take at least a couple of years, if not three plus mm -hmm. um, for the exclusivity to really mm -hmm. kick in? Because all of those games, you couldn't just go back and say, no, make it only for this one game because mm -hmm. they've already been making it for everything. Mm -hmm. I would think that um, at least for a little while it'll stay on that. Mm -hmm. Some people are arguing that something like Warzone will stay it, yeah. for everything. But That'd be the equivalent online. of Elder Scrolls Online because it's already there. They want to keep that going. But right. the th the, the, here's also what's tricky with Warzone is like, especially because I see my bro I was talking with my brother about it like this earlier. The way Warzone does its challenges is like they are also, Warzone also intrinsically ties itself to the main box entry. Because you can go do some challenges that's going to help you in Warzone by going to play the normal multiplayer. So yeah. if they're going to then suddenly be like cutting off uh, PlayStation access to that, that'd be that'd be really weird. And 
also like it's become clear especially in the numbers say like a lot of the call of duty, Re call of duty revenue has been brought in by playstation the last eight years not xbox obviously xbox contributes to it because all these games are together also pc but is my is is microsoft willing to really cut down on that uh, on so much revenue that the playstation generates i mean if they're really so aggressive about trying to make game pass a thing i mean we'll see but right now it's like i feel like anyone yep. that plays call of duty on playstation they have to like make peace now kind of like this is the you know when your series finale is happening now start saying your, your <laughs> start saying yeah. your goodbyes you the final We're getting season. to the suicide mission of mass effect 2 start yeah, start wrapping it up <laughs> Yes, uh, and uh, now the big question, Paul. Does this make you more likely to eventually want to invest on an Xbox? Want to? No. Mm -hmm. Feel like I am going to have to. Probably. Yes. Yes. Um, because I, I really don't. Um, mm -hmm. I don't want to deal with that. I mean, I feel like my PC is already going to be in the going the way of the dodo soon mm -hmm. where like i'm gonna have to either just buy a whole new one or figure out how to take apart an alienware and put it back together with new hardware in it so mm -hmm. good freaking luck to me on that one yes um and a lot of money and a lot of money and i i couldn't do that to myself again so my pc is not going to be a gaming machine soon even though it was built for that um and that just means that I'm probably gonna have to get some kind of new Xbox if all of this is going to only be on something like Game Pass mm -hmm. and my PC can't handle it. I'd sooner buy a machine that can handle it than another PC. So mm -hmm. that's what I'm gonna have to do. Yeah, I think this is where the, um, especially for people that don't are, don't go the PC route like my brother did recently that he bought a $2,000 PC um, and they still traditionally more console people. Right there's the series s the series s is a trump card like a 300 machine that does everything the xbox series x does except 4k resolution but the high frame rates ray tracing everything else at 1080p slash 1440p tops there's yeah. a machine for that for the people that may feel like they don't want to miss out on all of that yeah microsoft is shrewd for having done that because at first I was like, I don't know why anyone would buy a Series S when the X, the much better X is just there. But it's become clear for them that um, the S has been like the trump card that has that is actually shifting the narrative of who's selling more. I saw, I, I sent you the picture of the NPD results of consoles. Yeah. It was Switch, Xbox, and PS5. The PS5 in third place, like it used to be back in the PS3 days. So there is, um, yeah, we're done with that. <laughs> yeah, so... All of that is done, and uh, I feel like if anyone, they're being, if anyone gets this, their arms twisted and wanting to play these games eventually, obviously there's a very cheap way to do it. And if XCloud eventually gets so good that streaming actually becomes a viable way to play with little latency, that would be nice. Then you just only need a controller and just pay for Game Pass, and that's it. I feel that's like the move Microsoft's doing because they know that. Um, if it was flipping because we have we were have already having one of those heated arguments with PJ in our chat before we started recording, before I had to cut it up, being like, no, if you want to talk more, there's more to unpack, come here, but he, he was in class. And um, he does have a good point that if Sony had done this, 
the only way for you to play, if you were on the other side, put the shoe on the other side, you would have to pay for the $500 or $400 machine, most likely the $500 one, because they're making more disc versions than the old ones, and pay 70 bucks for them, because they don't have a an actual Game Pass competitor. And, and uh, we also agree that Sony would probably be far greedier mm -hmm. about it with... Um, the exclusivity where they would just say nope it's we bought it leaving. it's ours now uh yeah. we own it <laughs> yeah that's what's always so funny about like the two companies is sony does that you know it's over it's like that's yeah. not going anywhere that's a playstation exclusive well, always with microsoft because them buying minecraft but keeping it everywhere yeah. that's always like been that that's always a trump card everyone say every time they do an acquisition it's never so clear cut it's like oh they bought them they are just xbox only now they had to go through all this weird hula blues and speak and double speak about what's going to be exclusive no we're going to have it everywhere that has game pass in it things like that so microsoft is not good at like just sealing the deal and be like no it's over they always have to kind of like they like blue balling people i feel like they they, they just they're so nice they want to like just nicely send you the knife basically <laughs> they they don't uh they, they don't like just like cutting you up like when sony bought insomniac you knew okay sonic insomniac's gone they're just making PlayStation exclusive. At the yeah. very least, Sony knows how to, like, you know when they do uh, an acquisition, you don't have to, like, keep double-guessing. Microsoft always kind of keeps it double-guessing. But to be fair, it's like Sony's not going into the third-party market and taking away studios that were get, making games for everyone. That's the big difference. And at this crazy numbers, Insomniac was, like, the biggest deal in the world. Imagine, they, they bought Insomniac for $229 million. 229 million. Can you imagine what Insomniac must feel like right now seeing the prices in the market like two years after? I mean, Insomniac makes like one game at a time, really. Um, so, like, I guess it's really all about. They're the going for the five ones in the same console soon. They're super prolific. So, that's like the deal of the century. How much. Like they're the giving... infinity stones of the gaming industry. Yeah. <laughs> so, now, like, since we're PlayStation, more PlayStation-centric people, do you feel now this puts Sony now in a precarious position? Oh, if there was anything that could put Sony in a precarious position, it's this. Um, the only way, like, if they don't respond, maybe not publicly, but at least internally, mm -hmm. if they don't respond with complete panic of flip everything we need to keep up with this we are struggling we are going to be left in the dust the mm -hmm. second microsoft hits the hyperspace button and actually excuse me goes through with these deals first bethesda and then activision blizzard being the two nails in the coffin right mm -hmm. there if it wasn't getting close um the rest are going to be game pass and everything that they offer on there Sony needs to get their crap together real yeah. fast. Yeah, to me, or what they're the, done. Yeah, to me, what this does for Sony is now they're forever like putting their be between a rock and a hard place in the fall because they have been relying on Call of Duty for so damn long that now they don't have that for them. Yeah. So what's gonna happen now? It's like we were we were talking when we were doing the most anticipated games, which by the way, it's gonna it's coming because we're posting this earlier than. And that episode's coming soon, which, by the way, new episodes of the Xbox on every Wednesday now. Um, there was a like, talk, yeah, it's Horizon in literally a month from today when we're recording. Right. Then there's Gran Turismo. Then from first party, what else is there? Obviously, we know there's God of War. 
But God of War right. doesn't have a isn't first party either. Yeah, God of War is first party. Is it? Oh yeah, they yeah, did buy it. Yeah, no, it's Sony Santa Monica. God of War is Sony Santa Monica. They, they I made forgot it was studio. Sony Santa Monica. Yeah. I, yeah. I forgot about that part. I <laughs> so, blinked out hard. So now it's like there was always room because it was always like if they need more time, they're gonna push that game out of the fall and they're just gonna let a third party holiday kind of lead the console there. They tried to do that this past holiday and. This is the first time that it was like that didn't work out that well because Xbox gained significant momentum by releasing Force and Halo when they did. Yeah. So, will they be now forced to be like, okay, we'll have to put something out now because we lost the game that was carrying us through the fall. I feel this more than guarantees that God of War is actually going to make it in 2022 because this is a big they, PR. They have to. They have to now. And from here on out now, they will have to put big games because what else are they going to align themselves with now? That's why I always said it was always dangerous that Sony aligned itself to Call of Duty this way and didn't invest in their own first-person shooter like they used to before. Like, this was the yep. studio that had SOCOM. This was the studio that had Killzone. This was the studio that had Resistance, which they keep teasing. Insomnia keeps, like, teasing Resistance. It's so annoying because you can't play that series right now. And then they killed the only game studio that was kind of uh, close to... Or the closest to teasing it with Days Gone. Mm hmm. Yeah. So it's like. That was literally saying, hey, we're in the Resistance universe. No, it was a siphon filter. They, they were in the siphon filter universe. But uh, they uh, announced that when uh, Sony neglected Days Gone, they were they tried to pitch it like a new Resistance using the Days Gone mechanics, and that got rejected by Sony. You look it up. Huh. You'll see. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious because. Um... Because obviously the news that came out when we were not doing news that uh, it was announced that Days Gone sold a lot but wasn't giving the fanfare that Ghost of Tsushima got. That's what the director Jeff Ross said. So, am I crazy now? Yeah, because I, I could have sworn they said that it was the. Um... Hmm. It wasn't in the Resistance universe. It was the Siphon Filter universe. That's what okay. was. That's what was teased in. One of like the post credit scenes if you completed the horde yeah moment, yeah the and horde. he takes off the um mm -hmm. the, the helmet, helmet and... and stuff okay i don't know why i thought that was a thing yeah anyway. so they had a studio super interactive the guys that did socom they closed that studio at okay. no fault of their own because they fell under a sword despite their game suffering because of the uh, playstation network outage that's why socom 4 died because it was like in the important first month sales no one was going to buy socom when you couldn't play online and then when the network came back, everyone had moved on. So that game just kind of died in the vine. So now I feel fine. But, but I feel now Sony just recently just Microsoft grabbed the shotgun, went straight to Sony, put it in the put it in the balls and blow them. Literally, that's what um, well, that's what Microsoft has done to them now. And uh, they can't just close by now. They can Sony yeah. cannot do now what they did in 2021 when they remained quiet for so damn long that they had a stupid game that had an app kind of like absorb all the oxygen in like the middle in the middle months of that year because they were just coasting by because everything was fine they're under now what they were selling and selling in ps4 because of the chip shortages now they lost their big third party partner because now the question is like how long was that third party like marketing deal are they going to cut it off now that they know Microsoft is going to own Call of Duty? Is that still up for this year? 
If not, that would be extra hilarious that then they're going to be promoting Call of Duty when they know all the money is going there. So usually like Microsoft is like doing yeah. incredible ch chess moves against, against Sony. And this is what happens when you let the foot off the gas. Mm -hmm. Now there's this is no what happens and we're in a, a different world than we used to be where all we had to worry about if you've took your foot off the gas was the other crew would just undermine whatever you said mm -hmm. and then they'd continue their own games like when sony decided to dethrone microsoft with all mm -hmm. their stuff and now it's okay they took their foot off the gas microsoft buys the biggest gaming companies in mm -hmm. the world and what's next so they're just cutting up the oxygen in like in the only ways that microsoft knows how to do it so basically microsoft is forcing sony to play in their own game in a yep. game that they just can't win because they can't yeah and uh what's what's sad is that if there's something cynical where you said that it's so funny that microsoft the only way they can find success is that them killing their competition basically through force instead yep. of on sheer will compared to sony that is where it's at because of the sheer will of where the system has been since 1995 onwards arguably 1994 but 95 was when it hit america and yep. uh but that's sometimes not enough and that's what sucks about capitalism sometimes it's like sometimes the one that has the bigger bucks wins and i just hope that um it just doesn't mean that they have to do moves that they don't need to do because also the proof is in the pudding it's like microsoft now owns 30 studios they've only put games from two of those studios they still haven't put out many games let's keep that in mind like from their own thing will they be able to handle 30 studios now that'll be interesting so that, i mean that's going to be the epitome of mm -hmm. taking your ball and going home if they acquire all these studios and they've come out with two games mm -hmm. from all of their studios yeah um it's just it's it feels petty mm -hmm. feels kind of wrong feels icky um but i think in the end time will tell mm -hmm. we're gonna see and you're gonna hear it here first yes <laughs> And if you're asking me nowadays, as of today, if you don't have a next-gen console, what is the one that you should buy if you have the option for two? It's got to be an Xbox. It's got to be an Xbox two. at this time, just in value alone. It's just insane. I've been because we've been talking behind the scenes about how we're going to cover a bunch of these games. Imagine how much easier it would be if we were a more entrenched in the Xbox ecosystem. Not just in the Xbox One, because we do own yeah. those, but the yeah. Xbox One has more is way past its expiration date now with quality but and how we're gonna be like sharing a new account to try to like subsidize the cost for each other so yeah. we can play all those games like that could that that can easily be done with like a 15 dollar a month subscription over on the xbox side and now they have all these games so absolutely if you have the chance unless you have weird console allegiance definitely get an xbox i for one i'm already looking already be like whenever it's available because it's like might as well Screw you, Microsoft, for forcing our hand <laughs> earlier than I wanted. But hey, I also want to play Starfield on a console, not on PC. So, good point. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, Paul, this was a uh, this very random react. We haven't done a one in a while, but since we're only doing one recording a week now, so. And I think you froze. Oh, there I was like, you froze. Uh, <laughs> I just I dissociated heavily because I'm like, gosh, I'm gonna have to buy an Xbox. Yes. <laughs> but, but with that, uh, yes, there's the yes. It could be a, a cheaper alternative. Yeah, it's true. I just like you said, I hate that they're forcing my hand, mm -hmm. um, and I hate that 
we live in a world where that's the option that you have to go with when yes. you're a company that large. And now, uh, just looking forward, I'm looking forward to Project Spartacus and see if Sony changes their mind and actually put their first party games day one yeah. there. That would suck for them because their games do sell. That's they the only reason they, they do. Like compared to Xbox, they kill they, it. Xbox um, don't sell as like the Sony's do, but here's the extrapolation: uh, when Sony gets the fire lit under them, what is Sony gonna do that they don't play as nice mm -hmm. uh, as uh, as Microsoft? Even though Microsoft is doing this right now, I think uh, whatever Sony might do might be even worse. Yes, but the thing is that uh, at least from market value and money, playing the game of money, Microsoft wins all the time, just on market value alone. Mar like I think I saw that you can look it up. I think Sony's like valued at 151 billion right now. Just I look it up, and uh, Microsoft is at a trillion something. So it's night and day because Microsoft is it's goes beyond gaming. Xbox is just a part of Microsoft's like immense empire. Over at Sony, their their most profitable profitable business is PlayStation, so they they are at a disadvantage. The only thing to me that Microsoft, that Sony can do now is like, just make their case that our games are better. That's the only thing they have left now because that's the thing. Like they they can't play with money. They just don't have the money and won't be able to have the money. Yeah. So Sony is at 143 billion. Oh, it dropped. It was. I think um, it was 151 billion earlier today. Golly. Yeah. And share. I Sony. Um, just freaking dropped like a stone i think yes today <laughs> it went down by almost two percent not by like you know as much as activision went up but mm -hmm. still um and then msft for microsoft is at good lord okay um oh my gosh how much uh i think this is technically two trillion but it doesn't have a listing in my app for TD Ameritrade, <laughs> so it just says two thousand two hundred seventy-two point three billion, <laughs> and that's uh, that's in the trillions right there. So, yeah. uh, so again, like I mentioned, it's like they can't like head to head playing the game of money. Yeah, Sony can't win; they just can't. Now they just have to like make sure that their game that they make the case for games, but. I feel they will have to reevaluate the price in games. They will have to reevaluate the whole Spartacus thing because them launching Spartacus as a Game Pass competitor that, that's not going to launch day one first party is like looks so insignificant compared to Microsoft now and everything that they're going to be offering day one because everything is day one there yeah. from their first party. And now they have 30 first parties now, tentatively 30 because of they, we have to wait for 2023. But let's just call it as it is. It's like, 30 first parties versus the 17, 18 Sony has. So, insanity. I uh, round to Microsoft. Uh, next round begins. Ding, ding. Yes. Let's see what happens next. Now Microsoft proved that you can handle all the studios and that your games are bangers. Because yeah. if there's something that Game Pass is unfortunately getting known as, is that a lot of people are releasing games there. They're coming in half-baked. They're coming in not complete. But it's okay because you didn't pay much for them. Right. That's it. So there, you can start making like if you want to ding the the Game Pass approach. Maybe it's that that it's not. It's allowing games to not come in fully cooked like you would expect them to. Mm -hmm. But I feel if we needed Sony to have a uh, the fire lit under their butts, 
if the Bethesda thing and the MLB thing and the Outriders thing didn't do that for them. This is this has finally been like, it. yeah, this is finally it's like, oh, so the other big things didn't like scare you. Now you better be scared, mother efforts, because now we're yeah. coming. We're hungry. We want to win. That's that's what this tells me. It's like Microsoft here and they chose violence. Absolute <laughs> utter violence. They chose violence today. <laughs> so, Man. Oh, man all right well let's let's wrap this up at yes. this point um Paul, where goodness. can people find you as always y'all can find banger tweets at dork of art mm -hmm. and youtube at dork of art and twitch at angel sword 21 yes. alejandro you, how about you you can find me at twitch.tv slash the slayer giant at instagram at alejandro segovia 93 on on Twitter at A underscore Drosegovia and my written content at thecriticalcorner.com. This has been the X Button Reacts. Our episodes, normal episodes, go out every Wednesday at hopefully 10 a.m. I'm going to always try to shoot to try to schedule. That's the normal time that it's going to go live in audio and video services. And sometimes I will have, I may do like a written companion piece for all, for whatever we post. And uh, Paul, it's been a pleasure and hopefully no other big banger news happen. After be, after this, so but if, if anything, there's always reacts. Paul, you have a great rest of your afternoon, and remember, everyone, player sex, sex to, play. to play. See ya. Good night, everyone. <laughs>